0: All right, everybody, it is Wednesday night, June 15th. We are halfway through June, almost halfway through the year. Um, I, I'll get back to that in a minute. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I am, as always, your host, DJ. And tonight we're running with three of us. I want to welcome back to the show one half of, uh, well, it's Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Jason, sir, how's your week? Uh, it's pretty slow and pretty boring and pretty I'm pretty okay with that. Oh, that's a stark contrast of mine. I'll get around to that in a minute. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. It's been it's been a real one this week. Um, And from the Rob, the genius podcast, the minister of truth, Mr. Rob, sir, how's your week?
1: Uh, Not too bad. Pretty quiet Mm -hmm. on on the front here. Uh, Last week of school for the children. Yeah. uh, Still. uh, Still haven't figured out what we're doing for the summer yet. But, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I got to work on that with my kids. This is. This is that odd summer where they're both 17, they're going to be 18 in March and they don't want to do like the typical kids summer things. My daughter will probably just run the neighborhood and hang out with her friends. My son lives with his mom. I know he's doing summer school this year, so his summer's fairly well shot. Um but yeah, beyond that, I don't know. I I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what days one from the next anymore and especially after this week. I had two Mondays in a row, which was awful, Um, so Wednesday could only get better, and it got a little bit better, but I was sitting there, dude, we have had more crazy patients and crazy people come through the door this week, and I'm looking at my staff, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And they looked at me like, DJ, it's a full moon, and Mercury is in retrograde. Now, I don't know what mer- Mercury is in retrograde even means, Me neither. <laughs> but I know what a full moon means, and it makes a bit of sense, because the, the, the Looney Tunes have been out. It's been a rough week, guys. Yeah,
2: man. Well, at least we have at least we have our little wrestling oasis here. Uh,
0: this really is, <laughs> and, and we've talked about this on the show before. I look so forward to Wednesday nights. Um, it, it really it breaks up my week. I get to talk to my friends. I get to talk about wrestling, and this is so cathartic.
1: Oh, same here, yes, man. Yes, sir.
0: Absolutely. All right. So this week we are what now? Two weeks two weeks removed from Money in the Bank, right?
1: Yes, Money in the Bank is on July
0: 2nd. All right. So we are not going to talk about the Money in the Bank card tonight, uh, but what we are going to do is give our personal top five Money in the Bank wins and why we chose what we chose. And we're going to kind of go around the room here. And guys, you want to go around the room and just give your picks first and then go back around and talk about it. Or you want to talk about why you picked what you picked in the moment? We should talk about why we picked what we picked, because I bet we're going to overlap on at least one. I know. Uh, yeah, there's one that I think we unanimous unanimously all agreed on. Um, yeah. All right, so Jason, let's start with you. Uh, go down your list and give us uh, give us your thoughts on wh- why you picked who you picked. Well, as a reminder to our listeners, if you're <laughs> new, if you're new to the
2: mindless wrestling experience uh i'm relatively newer into back into this than uh than robin dj i only started watching again around in 2015 um so i always give a more recent uh recent perspective so my cash ins and wins are going to be a little bit more limited excuse me to the modern era with that said uh we can leave the a number one one for now but i'm i'll lead off with Brock Lesnar was one of the best money in the bank, both wins and cash ins that you could possibly imagine. Um, Because it, it worked everyone into a fury. Um, If you, if you take this business too seriously, and you you take this children's variety show too seriously, it got you all spitting mad, which I love that. Um, And otherwise, if you actually enjoy the, you know, the popcorn entertainment that we are fed every Monday and Friday. Uh, if you actually enjoy that kind of stuff, you had a hell of a good time with Brock just waltzing in, knocking Mustafa off the ladder, scampering his ass up and just sitting there with the briefcase. Like he's the, you know, the literally the king of the hill. Um, so yeah, Brock Lesnar, has got to be. And then to, for him to cash in after a beautiful wonderful feel-good moment because he cashed in after seth and becky fought corbin and Lacey evans in that winner take all for the raw and the U- raw women's and the universal championship and you know corbin had given um given becky the the end of days and we got that fun spot at the end and absolutely all,
0: brilliant it, moment right there too man yeah oh it
2: was oh it, and and for him, for Brock to just cash in on that—not only the briefcase, but cash in on just that emotionally intense moment—and to just tear it all down for Seth and and Becky in you know two minutes—that was that was
0: incredible. So that was that's that's my leadoff hitter. It's Brock Lesnar. One thing that I'll say about that that I kind of. I don't always lean into the make it make sense crowd, but the visual of Ali literally touching the belt and then Lesnar's music hitting and then him pulling the hole, looking at the ramp and staring at the ramp. Now, mind you, Lesnar's quick, but that was a long walk down to the, to the ring. There was plenty of time where Ali could have snatched the belt. I, I try not to lean into that, but that's one of those moments where I... I, so that moment, I—if you just let
2: the storytelling go, it was the exact. It was like at the end of Avengers, uh, uh, not an End game, the other one. Uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War, Infinity War. Thank you, Rob. When Thanos shows up in Wakanda, and everyone's just like, "Uh, what do we do?" It was it was that kind of moment. So in a way. Yeah, we can laugh about Ali not just unhooking the briefcase, but in the moment, it was so fun because all of us were screaming, grab the briefcase, and he's frozen in fear.
0: Okay, I can go with that. Thank you. All right, Rahab, you're number five.
1: Okay. Or uh, any
0: one of your picks other than number
1: one, I guess. So the the way I I looked at a couple of different criteria, because as y'all know, I always overthink everything. Um, (laughs) No.
0: No, sir, you stop. I'm um, teasing
1: you, yeah. So, <laughs> so I looked. All right. So I looked at the main thing for me was what did cashing in the briefcase do for them going forward? And then I looked at the actual moment of them cashing in. And then, as kind of a honorable mention kind of thing, I thought of like, you know, who did the best job, like just walking around with the briefcase and before they cashed in. Um, because that's come, that's, um, you know, that's become kind of a, at least on the women's side, that became a really lost thing after the first, after, you know, Carmelo won the first one. Uh, we haven't gotten that from anybody on the women's side. Um, but yeah, that is something I looked at also. Um, so for me, out of my, out of the five that I had, and now of course I just started rethinking my whole list while Jason was talking. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so uh, let, me, let me make sure I have all the same ones. Let me make sure I <laughs> stick with what I come up with earlier. Let's see. All right, that one, yes. um Okay, what? Which other ones? Um, okay, I'm gonna put that one in there now instead. Uh, I should have written this yeah. down. All right. Yeah, I all right, just so uh,
2: throw one out there, and then while okay, uh, do, you
1: can. All right, I'm gonna throw a Big E last year. Seriously? Yeah. Because. That was, I mean, him winning was such a feel-good moment. I mean, every, you know, and then the way he was just kind of, you know, sneaking up on Paul Heyman and just kind of laughing at him for those weeks. Like, like, see, yeah, uh I got it. Uh You better watch out, you know. um, You know, just the way he was doing that for, like, about a month he was doing that. You know, just backstage if Paul and Roman were talking, he would just kind of sneak up there. Yeah. you know, next to them and just holding up in the air, start laughing at them. I mean, that, I thought that that was really good. And then, you know, and then when he finally just said, "Look, Monday, I'm bringing this," and um, guess what? Guess what, Bobby? I'm taking that from you, <laughs> okay? And you know, and then he did it. And then, of course, and then you know, the next week, week where they, you know, he where the new Dave was in the ring and he gave the promo and he brought up Brody and all that stuff. I mean, that was, um. You know that was just a whole just just excellent and then of course in a couple of weeks where corbin stole the briefcase from him and he had to get it back you know? huh. and that, that, actually, he that even, dastardly baron corbin he didn't even cheat to win a match or something he just grabbed it like he could take possession of it and just was walking around with it um Aaron baron corbin yeah and um <laughs> So, I mean that whole thing, and then you know, contrary to what some people say on the internet, he did have a good run with the title after after he had it. I mean, he beat Drew McIntyre on, on at Crown Jewel. He won a cage match against Bobby on television. Um, you know he he was he was taking that belt everywhere. He was going on radio shows. He was in you know introducing fighters, and you know, and all of that. I mean he he took that belt everywhere you could possibly take it um
2: he took it to a nascar race he took it to an iowa
1: uh, iowa game he, yeah he yeah, cause, Ohio, cause, right? yeah he went to iowa and he went back and so I mean, look, I mean look the only thing bad about his title reign was you know the way it ended right i mean, yeah. I mean everything else i mean co- contrary to what people say on the internet everything else about it was really good and so that, 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 he's on my list, and I, I just put him on the list because I had the whole <coughs> other of people, but I just thought of him. And
2: yeah, yeah. Bob, I'll, I'll jump in there too, because he's on my list too, because of everything you just said and what it, obviously what it meant um, for both Big E personally um, and how much we all love Big E and just the collective fan base and the industry just loves that guy um, with good reason, obviously. And it also, to to your point of what did they do with it after? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, maybe they'll screw it up. But as far as I'm concerned, from this point on, he's a made man. Um, he was going to be. I know things were getting shuffled around and whatnot, but before his accident. But I felt like he was just waiting until he's like, okay, I can slot back in at the top now, and you know, yeah. keep this thing going. Um, and obviously. If and when he comes back, he's gonna slot right back in there. so yeah, he'll that cat. and that that cash in was awesome because it was the face calling his shot and making it. And that and sometimes that simple knight walks up to the dragon, says, "I'm gonna slay you." and then Knight slays dragon. Sometimes that's all you need in storytelling.
0: All right. I'm going to wrap back around to the Big E thing at the end of this whole thing, because that's actually a discussion I wanted to have, and I'm going to kind of, Big E almost made my list, but there were factors that I took in as to why he didn't, like I said, I'll discuss at the very end. I'm going to start off with my first person, and this is going to be a little counterproductive counterproductive, if I can say it, to some stuff I've said in the past. My first pick is CM Punk. I know I've had some less than flattering things to say about CM Punk in the past. I know, I know. Rob's already snickering at me. There's two reasons why I chose CM Punk. Number one was during that, there was a period of time, and it was right around the time in uh, 08 and 09 when he won his, because he had back-to-back Money the Bank briefcase wins with successful cash-ins on both of them. One on Edge, one on Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but he never, never main-evented WrestleMania, so did he really ever have a career there? Uh, well, according to him, no. <clears throat> but that's part of my point, and that's part of why I I chose CM Punk. One, back in the day, I was a CM Punk fan. Now, around 08-09, I had kind of tuned out a little bit, but prior to that, I remember liking CM Punk. And then when I came back in about 2011-2012, CM Punk was on top of the world, so I'm like, this is great. You know, a guy that I was really into before I walked away for a couple of years is now the guy. I mean, this is awesome. You know, and then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I find out how big of a douche he is. And you kind of erased a lot of that for me. But in the moment when I went back and looked at his Money in the Bank wins, I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool. Like my guy had back to back Money in the Bank wins, Money in the Bank cash ins that were successful. And now he's the top of the list. He's the top of the pile. Second. Very narrowly to John Cena, and maybe you could throw Randy Orton up in that mix during that time frame as well. So, for those reasons, I really enjoyed, you know, the fact that CM Punk and, and the matches were awesome. You know, going back and watching them, they they were awesome matches, and to see him stand tall was really cool. Now, the second reason why I chose those is because that spits in the face of everybody who's out here spitting the rhetoric of CM Punk was wasted in WWE. Okay, nobody in the history of that company got back-to-back money-in-the-bank wins and then cash-ins. When you look at everything that WWE gave that guy, if you can still sit here and look at that resume and say they did him wrong, you're out of your mind and I fundamentally disagree with you. So those were my reasons, both good and bad, why I chose CM Punk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Jason, you've already given us your two. So... <laughs> yeah, right,
2: yeah. Sorry, no, it's okay. That's alright. brought
0: up Big e, it's he's one of them. Okay, yeah. No, we'll we'll come back around and get your third. Rob, give me your second.
1: Okay, my second one, and this is going to sound really crazy coming from me. I picked Bailey. Huh.
3: All
1: right. And the reason I picked that because that literally turned around her career. Um. When it happened, that was after WrestleMania 35. Um, We know Sasha had taken a break. And at that point, it looked like Sasha wasn't coming back. Um, And then while that was going on, um, Bailey was getting the, you know, she's leaving the territory treatment as far as how they were doing her on television. Um, because at one point, like they had her in a match against Alexa Bliss, and she lost like in under five minutes, and it was just and just clean, like just, just you know, like kind of a cold fish kind of ending, you know, and and it was just like, well, damn, um, okay.
0: <laughs> well, at one point, Bailey was even working main event, and if the IWC is to believe, Vita be believed, uh, working main event is your next step out the door.
1: And so at that point, I mean, it, it, it really looked, cause it, it, I guess it kind of looked like, well, like, you know, cause like I said, we, we didn't know, like, it looked like Sasha may not come back. And at that point, like for, there was a few weeks where they were just having Bailey just, they were just jobbing her out on TV basically. And it looked like, you know, that, well, if Sasha don't come back, you know, she might, Bailey might be gone with her. Right. And So then at Money in the Bank, she wins the match and she cashes in the briefcase. And that started her on the run that, you know, that she would, that would basically turn her career around. And so to me, I mean, just for what the, you know, for what she got out of it, coming out of it, I think you got to put her on the list. And... You know, it wouldn't have mattered as much if she hadn't cashed in on the person she had cashed in on. You know, oh which you know is true. No, that's true. You're right. All right. You know, good day on well. If she'd cashed that in on, I don't know. It, you know, whatever, took a name. It it wouldn't have had the same kind of weight to it. No. Um. Right. You know, and so those of y'all who like to you know traffic in certain narratives, I mean. You know, people who politic for everything wouldn't agree to five-minute title reigns. (laughs) But you know, I mean, I'm just putting it out there. You know, Um, but but no, serious. But all that, you know, that aside, that that literally turned her career around. uh, Mm. There and had they not done, had that not happened, then who knows where she might have ended up even a few months later? Uh, Because at that going into that match, it wasn't looking too good. Um, It really wasn't. So she she turned her entire career around there by doing that. Okay, all right.
0: My number two, well, not number two in the, but my second one on the list was um was oh, and,
1: that's Oh, source fight. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I know, I know. For a lot of you guys, it's I liked the finish of this match. Because you had Neville at the top of the ladder, and Neville's got his hand on, on the bell or on the briefcase. Yeah, he's got it, and Seamus grabs a handful of hair, and just peels him away, and dumps him. I I just thought the finish was incredible for that one.
2: Yeah, so. it was, and actually, it it was on because. Uh, if you pick from the last like 10 years or less, then I'm probably going to be picking from it because uh, I feel it'd be weird for me to pick anyone that I didn't actually see. Um, so yeah, Sheamus was one of mine too because of not only the cash the the win, which was ama- which was excellent, um, but then uh, the cash in was really really good um, because you had Roman. Finally, oh, he beats his best friend for the title. He hugs him. He wins his first WWE championship. He's finally here. The confetti is falling. And then, whammo, you know, Vince McMahon comes out, shakes his hand, brogue kick, cash in, we're out of here. Um, And it was just for the character they were trying to tell, for the story they were trying to tell with Roman Reigns, regardless of whether the fans liked it or not, with the story they were trying to tell the one last kick in
0: the dick was appropriate um, right and it led to an guy like, sheamus and roman have incredible chemistry yes. and that whole thing le- led into uh, it was what a tlc match they had yeah yeah it well, so was absolutely no. no it wasn't no it wasn't because i was at tlc i was at that
2: pay-per-view they had well they had the TLC match for the for the title, and right. then he lost, and then the Roman lost. The right. next night, they had the, the match again that was not a TLC match, but Vince McMahon was in. Right. Uh, that's, where was Roman, in- that's
0: where Roman Superman punched Vince on the apron and right. everything like that. But no, I'm just thinking about that, that TLC match. That's oh, still yeah. probably one of my top favorite matches of the last 10 years. Yes. Those two guys beat the ever loving snot out of each other. And that whole Roman sheamus feud is again why Seamus's money in the bank win and cash in and everything that followed is on my list.
3: Mm,
2: I totally agree. And and yeah, I was I was at that TLC match. They absolutely just went to war. It was
0: awesome. It was. Those guys are I could watch those guys fight any day of the week. Yes. Yes, sir. All right, now we're going to wrap back around to Jason, since you just took a mouthful of food. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, you just, I mean, that kind of was one of
2: mine, too, because, again, stop doing ones that happened in the last 10 years. <laughs>
0: I, I, I have, I have a feeling it. my list looks similar to yours, minus maybe one person on there, Jason. All right. All right. So
2: already I said um, Seamus and E
0: and um, Brock. So I right. got two uh, you're three so, up, three down, so it's we're gonna go to Rob again. Yeah, we'll go
1: to Rob. Okay, so let me go. Okay, because I I wrote it. Oh, uh, I, well, I typed the names in in a column of one of my spreadsheets here, not so to go. For, okay, here we go. All right, so Bailey Big E. Uh, Miz the first time. Uh, because well, he was already like ascending, but coming out of that. He main him at WrestleMania, and he went over on John Cena. And ever since then, like he's, you know, been doing movies and TV shows. And then, you know, a few years later, he he got another go around with a briefcase because the first one went so well. Um. And just and and, and that whole run after he did it the first time, but just. Giving just a big middle finger to all the people, basically, who dog him and say he's not worth a damn and all of that. I mean, that whole run was just like a big middle finger to all of those people, and also a big middle finger to one Philip Jack Brooks, which you know I'm always here for. <laughs> okay, Ms. <laughs>
0: M- uh, how many? How many WrestleMania main events?
1: One more than CM Punk. One more than CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. So to me, it was, it was, that was a career maker, again, you know, another, like I said, he was already ascending and I, I'm not a big, and I'll elaborate more on this later after we're done, but I'm not a big believer in using the briefcase to take somebody who's in the mid card and to try to make them a main eventer. I'm, I'm not a believer in that. Um, but I mean, like I said, he was, he was already ascending at that point. Anyway, but it definitely certified his position and put him on just basically a run that hasn't ended basically for him.
0: Okay. All right. Also, also
2: worth noting that after he won the Marriott Money in the Bank briefcase, he then married Maurice. So, Ms. Yes.
0: Ms. Yes. <laughs> Ms. was going to make my list, but then I had to be fair. I really wasn't watching during those time periods and up until like i appreciated the Miz, but to say that i was a Miz fan i couldn't really say that i was during that time either um i really didn't become a Miz fan until probably maybe around 2015 where i really started to appreciate okay wait a minute this guy's actually really damn good um you know i, I saw him when he was doing the uh, the stuff with r-truth against john cena and the rock i was like okay i, I can see it maybe what some people are seeing but i it wasn't really till about 2014, 2015 where I turned the corner on the Miz. So, as, And I agree with everything you said, Rob, as far as why his uh, Money in the Bank you know, win and cash-ins were as important as they were. Um, for me, he just didn't make the list for those reasons. Uh, my fourth one was Asuka, uh, mainly because I loved the hell out of that whole thing that they did at Titan Towers with the Money in the Bank that year. Uh, just fighting from the ground floor all the way to the roof. Both the men's and the women's match were ridiculous. Um, the ending of the men's match, we can debate all day long. I'm not even getting into that. But the ending, just Asuka was just, it It was very obvious going back and rewatching this that Asuka was going to win because it really was the Asuka show. And then, you know, the next the next night on Raw, you get Becky Lynch comes out. She makes the big announcement. You know, I'm going on to be a mom, she ha- and the genuine reaction from Asuka to Becky being pregnant was just an all-time moment for me. And then just Asuka's run after that was incredible. Like, Asuka was the show for damn near a year. So for me, that's why Asuka made the list.
3: Nice.
2: I, I Dude, Attack on Titan Tower is still one of the best like things they've
0: done since I've been watching again. Yeah, and, and up until the finish, the men's match was freaking awesome as well. You had yeah. uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, AJ Styles fighting in Vince's office.
1: Oh, yeah. And Vince is looking at him like, what are y'all doing? What are <laughs> yeah. Y'all doing? <laughs> and then and they both were just like, sorry, sir,
0: sorry, sorry, sir. And they sorry. start putting his office back together. You had Baron Corbin commit double homicide. Yes. <laughs> Which was (laughs) incredible. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. Was it Mandy Rose that looked like she knocked herself out on the floor when she she ran and she slipped and fell and it looked like she knocked herself out. Yeah. Oh God, it was just. Or was that Dana Brooke? Was it Mandy Rose or Dana Brooke? That's right, Dana Brooke.
1: And and then um, was it Shayna Baszler put Rey Mysterio to sleep?
0: (laughs) 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 It's just so much ridiculous. Like, like that's the kind of wrestling ridiculous I like. When it's serious enough, but it doesn't take itself so seriously. Right. It was just genuine good fun. Yep. All right. So, Jason, I, I, and, and I'm going to give you guys the spoiler warning right now. This is We're probably all going to agree on the same thing here. Your number one cash in.
2: Yeah, it is my number one. It's everyone's number one. It should be number one for every list ever about money in the bank. Seth Rollins cashing in in the main event of WrestleMania 31 for to beat Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar technically for the WWE Championship. I mean, what else is there to say? It, it, it's literally it was. Rob wants to talk about what guys did afterwards. I think Seth did okay, um, and it was the it was. You can't in terms of just stakes and booking it. You can't get bigger than that. You can't get bigger than the main event of WrestleMania. And not only did he cash in, he cashed in on two bona fide Hall of Famers who were obviously Brock already had a Hall of Fame career. Roman was just starting their history with the Shield, all that stuff, everything going into that. To I believe it's still, I you guys will obviously correct me, but it's the only cash in that's happened. During a match where someone's just like, hey, you've been added to the match now. Um, so, so that yeah. it's, it's, it's unique in that way still. And again, it's the main event of WrestleMania for your first championship. Suck on that. Like I, you can't get better than that. It was incredible. And then him, you know, his celebration with the, the swinging the title and all that good stuff. Just, yeah, it's incredible.
0: Rob, what about you?
1: <clears throat> I, well, I guess I, I got two more to go because I only gave you three. Um,
0: I thought you gave us four.
1: No, I said Big E, Miz, and Bailey.
0: Oh, yeah. How did we miss that? I don't okay, know. give us your fourth so, one. Okay. Man, I'm sorry. Okay, it's my. Well, problem, I'm a, I'm a terrible start. host. Jason no. threw me <laughs> off because Jason was like jumping in on everybody's picks and they were his picks. So now I'm, yeah. I'm all flustered.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, well, um, same faction, different member for my number. Uh, for my fourth one. And that would be a dean ambrose uh, <laughs> because at that point um you know seth and roman were having cutting promos on each other and then he just got kind of fed up and you know he's like well look maybe i'll just win the damn thing and cash in on both of your asses right and and that just you know and that you know at the time it looked like a basically a red herring you know just something to get you know people riled up and then so Seth wins the match, and then, you know, the music starts playing, and he's like, all right, well, come on. And then when he just snuck in from behind him, clocked him over the head with a briefcase.
2: Oh, that was awesome.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, and then, you know, hit him with the Dirty Deeds and got the three count, and then, you know, then to end the pay-per-view off of that. I mean, that was just, like, one of the best, like, show endings. Just And then, and look, that's when Ambrose was, like, at his absolute kind of peak there. Um, yep. So nope. that was it. Yeah, i mean so i mean it was just you know between the three of them because it involved those three guys and the way it went down and then he actually I mean, he had a pretty decent run with it after that because i mean you got the shield triple threat match after that you know at the next pay-per-view and then I mean, he had in you know he had a Decent run with the title and then after he did lose it To AJ Styles they had a really good feud After that so he had I mean he had a good run After he cashed in the briefcase And that was just a big like cashing in Moment
2: It's also my favorite piece of one Of my favorite pieces of shield trivia because Roman walked in with the belt Seth won it and then Dean cashed in on Seth Therefore all three members of the shield Were WWE champion on the same night
0: Yeah yeah that's a Fun bit of trivia there yeah. Alright, Rob, keep going with your last, you know, last pick, sir, since we apparently okay. glossed over
1: you. Oh well, so my last one it was Seth Rollins, just like um uh Jason. And with me? All right, this one is because I just a few months into writing about you know pro wrestling on a little blog I was doing. And I actually I called this one ahead of time because yeah, and and I can point you guys back to the thing I wrote about it on my v- original blog space. Um, I said that if, okay, if Seth beats Randy Orton, then that'll be it for him for the night. But if he loses to Randy Orton, I think he's going to come back out and cash in the briefcase at the end. And so I called it ahead of time. Um uh, because, I, look, I was just looking at the calendar. I was like, look, it's March. He's got until June. He's got, you know, he's got to cash that thing in before June. And there's no point doing it on some random episode of television in, you know, May. Right? I mean, there's no point doing it. Like, um, So I figured, I was like, well, you know what? They might just do this thing. Because, you know, and also I was looking at how, you know, part of the fan base had turned on Roman. And I was like, well... All right, people are booing Roman right now. They're not going. They're not trying to end the show with people booing him as he is the new champion. They're not trying to do that. Um, oh, you had to wait a year. Yeah, um, but I figured <laughs> that they're not going to do that. And then also, you know, I, they're not just going to have Brock beat him because, you know, we, of course we saw that at WrestleMania or <laughs> two and three years for that one. Right. We saw how that went <laughs> over. Um, but I figured oh, they're not just going to do that. So I figured like this is a good way to kind of hedge their bets. And. If they if they do boo Seth Rollins, well, he's a heel. He should get booed anyway. Um, but that will ultimately that will save them from having the babyface Roman Reigns winning the championship at WrestleMania and getting booed out of the building. Um, so I figured that you know, and I even in the thing I wrote, I used to just just look at what happens between Seth and Randy Orton, you know, earlier on, and that'll be that'll be your cue as to what might happen later. And so when Randy won the match and with maybe the best RKO ever, um when he won that one, when Randy won that, and I was like, okay, yeah, I think okay, I think that's what's going to happen. And See, I
3: think that
2: because uh, in talking to people about it i think that threw people simply because if if randy had won the match that's one thing but to win it with that rko where seth sold it to the moon and like you're just thinking like that dude took a concerto he's out of my mind for the rest of the evening
1: you know <laughs> yeah i'm um, so but i guess you yeah, know but i figured i was like okay well let's see what happens um and then you know when roman and brock were both laid out and his music hit i was like oh yeah here it is i called it um and so when he came out there and then yeah it was i mean it was just crazy it was at wrestlemania on those two guys and then he had a run you know and then again he went on a run with it i mean because he was i mean he was champion until he got injured and you know he beat Randy in a a month later. Um, they had a very underrated match that I was in the building for. Uh, it was all three Shield members and Randy Orton in the main event, and that was a really great match. Payback 2015. That's one you should go back and watch. Um, I've watched
2: that. That you were in the building for
1: that? Oh yeah, it was in Baltimore. Think, it was in Baltimore. I do
2: not
1: think I knew that. Yep, that's awesome, in, man. It was in Baltimore. Yep, and uh.
2: That was when they did the Seth. They did the power bomb spot, and Seth did the ah
3: yeah, and buddies. Then, yeah.
1: And then they just looked at him like no, <laughs> and then they, 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 <laughs> they beat the bag out of him. I didn't. I never knew you were at that show, Rob. Yeah, and that was the one also where uh, New Day was. Uh, well, they were. Uh, they talked some the trash of Adam Jones of the Baltimore Orioles. Oh yeah, because he was he was there, and you know, and of course he was probably plant or whatever, you know, but yeah. Well, they they knew he was there, and then the call on him, right? But it was still funny as hell i mean
0: that's good stuff
1: yeah and it was also one of the you know uh one of the last matches that uh cesaro and tyson kidd had together and they were such an underrated team uh i mean they they were they really were but anyway um look seth had a he, he had a great run with as champion I mean, he beat john cena at Summerslam. he beat sting right i mean so he racked up a bunch of wins on a bunch of people <laughs> and, and he didn't lose the title until he got injured um so He definitely.
2: He was, if, I mean, if you'd all look at that story, he was supposed to keep that thing all the way to 32.
1: Yeah. And, um, probably. Yeah. And so he he had a really good run after that with the title. And then, you know what? And he's been, again, he's been certified ever since. So, yeah. I mean, I think everything that goes into that, um, I think you got to look at, I mean, like everything you could have wanted out of, Somebody to hold the briefcase, you know the way he cashed it in, and then what came afterwards. I think, yeah, I mean, you can't. To me, you can't find a better, you know, just combination of all the things.
2: For for footnotes, for footnotes and laughs' sake, I'm not actually saying anything about Seth Rollins or anything like that. But it's worth noting that during that in that that run is when he injured a whole bunch of people.
0: yeah that's a whole discussion for another day i think you
2: know what that was just a i'm not i'm not saying anything like that yeah and it was a statement
0: tongue-in-cheek forever. statement i got it and
2: but i'm just saying that was when seth rollins had a really really
0: unlucky year he had yeah. a great run in an unlucky year <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he, and he capped it off by injuring himself
1: yeah right but you know what though but that's a testament to how in 2022 he was Trusted to keep Cody Rhodes safe. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and that I mean so that just tells you You know How you know where things have progressed for him?
0: Yeah, yeah. and seth has been my guy almost since the first time I saw him much like you know, and this is not a knock on roman but much like jason's Experience with roman reigns when jason first started watching again, and the first thing he saw was roman reigns and He was starstruck Seth checks off just about all of my professional wrestler boxes he's a great in-ring worker he sells like crazy he's got great facial expressions and early on in those days he was really trying to um define his define who he was as a character now in 2022 it's fully evolved and it's absolutely incredible um, but yeah he was my my final pick like you guys for probably my favorite all-time money in the bank. Not only win, but cash in. Um, when I think about the cash in in and of itself, you look at that match that Roman and Brock were having, and Roman was taking a ton of shit from the internet wrestling community and, to be fair, the fans in the building. They booed him out of the building at the Royal Rumble. Um, and WWE, to this day, I could kick him in the ass. for Because sending The Rock out to back up Roman oh. Reigns was the worst move they could have made. Absolutely the worst move they could have made because he was already taking enough heat. And then you and part of the reason he was taking the heat is for the same reasons that Charlotte takes heat because she's somebody's family. You know, she's this one's daughter Well, he's the Rock's cousin. Well, we don't like him because he's only getting a push because he's the Rock's cousin. No, he was getting a push because he was working his ass off. And Vince saw something that a lot of us at the time didn't see. But then you send the very reason, one of the very reasons people are booing this guy out to the ring with him and they, they just shit all over it. So we fast forward to WrestleMania Romans in there. Brock has been on this incredible tear. It was just a few months after he absolutely decimated John Cena, a beat. I I believe this was after he beat Cena and Rollins in that triple threat match, which was was. incredible. Yeah, it was incredible triple threat match. Um, so Roman Reigns is in there, and, and I, in my head, when I think about this match, Lesnar's winning this. Like When I look at the trajectory of um, Roman Reigns and the way the internet was treating him, the way the crowd was starting to react, I'm like, there's no way they put the title on Roman Reigns tonight, is what I was thinking at the beginning of the show. Then, for all the same reasons that Rob said, when Randy Orton and Seth Rollins hit the finish, and he hit them with the super RKO, I was like, okay, this is going a different direction. I remember in that moment I was flipping through Twitter right at the end of the match, and I believe it was one of the guys from Three Count Thursday. Uh, it, I'm not sure which one it was, but they made they made a comment on Twitter. They're like, oh, Seth Rollins needed to win that match, not Randy Orton. you, you need to put over the, the, the young up-and-coming guys? I'm like, relax. This show ain't over yet. And I think that was my response to him. I'm like, just relax. The show ain't over yet. Because in that moment, for all the reasons that Rob mentioned – I saw what they were gonna do, and I'm like, "This some bitch is cashing in tonight," and that's and I'm like, "That's how they're gonna get out of the Roman Reigns situation is by having Seth Rollins cash in." So Roman and Roman and Brock are just having this incredible match, and and the story is Brock's unstoppable. He's beaten the hell out of Roman, and Roman's taking it. And then you reach that moment where Rock posts himself and busts himself open. And Roman's got – and this was some of the best, like, facial expressions from Roman Reigns. And this is what puts the whole thing together for me, is that Roman's got him. Like, he's got Brock Lesnar on the ropes. He's like, actually, I can beat him. And he's got that look in his eyes, like, I can beat him. So now you're – at that point, I kind of pushed out of my head that Seth Rollins might actually cash in. Now I'm invested in the match. Now I'm like, wait a minute. Roman may actually beat this dude, and he may win this crowd over. And so I'm caught up in that, and then everything went down, and then Seth's music hit, and I was like, "Oh man!" And and that at that point, I blew the roof off my house. I was like, "This is effing incredible." DJ, it's important to note that when you said that, oh, there might be no the crowd was turning. They were the crowd crowd was was starting to turn the corner on him. Like you saw it, that was such a perfect storm of things. Like when you think about how I don't know who put that match together. Or what or how it all fell, how it all came together. But those few minutes where it, the tide of the match starts to turn and Roman looks like he might actually get him, and you can feel the energy and the crowd start to shift a little bit. They're getting behind this guy, and then (laughs) S.S. music hits and everything just comes crashing down, you know, for Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And it just, after that, I was just incredible. I was like, you want to send them home happy. They sent me home happy that night.
2: Well, if we can uh, compliment the the match a little, uh, just a little bit more, I kind of cheated because that was that cash in was just before I started watching because I started watching SummerSlam after that. However, as a fan, I felt the recup- repercussions of that cash in so much that I feel like I was there with y'all. Yeah. So, um, but. In the very, very, very beginning of that match, uh, it's got to be within the first minute, minute and a half. Roman hits him with either Superman punch or just that elbow he has. And Brock and Cole says it. Brock is cut. Brock is cut. And right away, the crowd just starts to go, what's going on here? And then, like you said, to go through all the paces of that and then to cap it off with the cash-in where you know... Because at that point, Vince McMahon's fighting his better demons trying to, like, he hears the crowd going, like, yeah, Roman! Doesn't he also just kind of put one arm on Seth's shoulder? Like, hold on, buddy. You might want to stay back here for a minute. But no, he let him out.
0: Yeah, well, Seth's side of the story is that he called that shot. Um, Like, that was his idea, and they went with it. Um, At that point, (laughs) once you you commit to it, um, you do it.
1: Okay, okay. What's up, Rob? Oh, I was going to say that's one of those things where he may have pitched it to them, but they were already going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean, th- yeah, there's
0: probably a little bit of revisionist history on that.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, you don't change the finish to that at WrestleMania, you know, because one of the people, because one of the wrestlers suggested it to you. Right. Yeah. I mean, and particularly with him, with him being the one, the you know, the walk out of it with the title. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, put me over, pal. Right. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's an
2: idea, just an idea, just yeah. an idea. <laughs> I think that I should walk out as the WWE champion with a million dollars of pyro going on behind it. Just a thought, just an idea. Yeah, I'll call you back.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm look. Yeah, I mean, I'm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he, I believe him that he did absolutely pitch that idea to them. But oh, there
0: was probably a creative discussion because obviously the, the conversation about Roman and what was going on and the reactions he was getting at the time had to have happened. And you've already booked like Roman won the Royal Rumble, Roman versus Brock is set, but we're on this unexpected trajectory with Roman. Like people went from loving Roman to all of a sudden, you know, the CM Punk uh, podcast happens, and everybody turns on Roman reigns. So now we've got a situation. I'm sure there was a creative meeting that Seth was probably part of. And, you know, it it was probably again, like Rob said, it was probably pitched and considered. but go ahead, Rob.
1: yeah, it's just they were going, yeah, they they were going to do that anyway. and uh, and I'm saying this because, you know, there are people. There's some of us, our fellow Roman Reigns fans, who like actually hold that against Seth to this day, as if he went in there, and got them to change their minds for his own benefit. And I, you know, like I said, I'm sure. Yeah, of course he suggested it. Um, but I sincerely doubt that they had all decided that okay, Roman's gonna win, and then oh well, you know. You got a point there, Seth. Maybe we should change everything. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I sincerely doubt that that happened. Um,
0: In my heart, I'm telling myself that's what happened. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling myself that Seth went over to Vincent Gorilla halfway through the match and said, "Look, I got this idea." That's what I'm telling myself. That's what I'm going with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, and well, because honestly, because well, and this is another. This goes to another philosophy of mine. A lot of this stuff that people. You know, say that so and so got it by politicking. M- most of the stuff they didn't have to, right? I mean, I, right? I mean, I you know, I mean. So no, I don't think Seth had to you know politic for that. I think he, yeah, I mean, he threw it out there because why wouldn't you? Yeah, were him, but they were going to do that anyway. Uh, and
0: at the end of the day, Vince McMahon can look at him and say, "Yeah, that's a good idea," or "No, it's a terrible idea."
1: Right? Or he could say, "Okay, we'll tell you what." Okay, you can you come in, you cash in the briefcase, and then you get to eat the F five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean so because you know that way Roman doesn't get pinned. How about that? Right? I mean, it could have very easily have turned out that way instead. I mean, yes. One hundred
2: percent. It also even I think it was kind of ballsy to send him out in the middle of the match. Isn't isn't it kind of tempting to be like ah, Let's just get to the finish line, see what the reaction for Roman is. And if it starts to head south, we hit Seth's music. But no, they didn't even try to do that. They were like, nope, we're we're doing this idea and we're sticking to it. So, no.
0: I mean, it's got, it's got to that's that's it, got to be it. Was a, it was a risk either way because at the time Seth was a heel, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Seth, was, Seth was a heel. He was, so the heel worked. move is 100% wait until the finish of the match, wait until the winner's ass is beat and he's barely able to stand and hold the belt, then you hit your music, then you go out and you cash in. That's the heel move. No, they sent him down in the middle of the match, and he actually left that match looking like the conquering hero.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then at one point, I mean, almost did backfire on him because Brock did get him up in position for the F5 and then Roman speared Brock. So they had that little element in there, but almost backfiring on him anyway. Uh, yeah.
0: So it it was just great storytelling all around. And that's why that one will probably always, unless they do something else like even more incredible with somebody down the line, that'll probably sit at my top of the top of my money in the bank. You know, not just, you know, winners, but cash in lists. Wanted to talk for a minute about Big E and his cash in and why that one, you know what? There was one that I missed um, and I didn't even go into this. There was one, Jesus, this is all over the road tonight. I had Dolph Dolph Ziggler on my list, and I never even got to him. The biggest reason why I had Dolph Ziggler on my list was for just – Dolph is a guy that I never understood why they never pulled the trigger on He was another guy that I seriously got into. He's incredible in the ring, uh, good-looking dude, sells his ass off, great worker, great talker. Like he checks off all the boxes. And I I thought his money in the bank cash-in was incredible.
1: Um, for me, because it's funny, because when it when the you know IWC was really high on Dolph, I, w- I wasn't. I was just like, okay, well, he, yes, he's good, but I mean, okay. <laughs> and now you know, now at this point in time, the past few years where the IWC is basically throwing in the towel on him, I'm like one of his biggest fans now. Uh, but and for me, like he's, I had him as like an honorable mention because like the time from him winning the ladder match and he, he was one of the best at like carrying around the briefcase before he cashed it in. Um, and then because he had, a, I mean, cause he had a couple, you know, several different times where, you know, he teased it and almost did it, but you know, didn't. And then at one point he, he had to actually defend the briefcase in a match against John Cena. So he, did, I mean, he did a lot with, the briefcase up until up until he actually cashed it in um the reason i did he didn't make my top five was because unfortunately I mean, he got concussed after winning the title and that's not you know it's unfortunate but it's just the aftermath just fizzled out and didn't you know it just didn't work out for him
0: yeah if they had any plans of him being a top guy it seemed to just fizzle out after that and and for me like i said i just always scratched my head on dolph ziggler like what am I seeing or what are they not seeing that I'm seeing or how are the, you know, what optics are they viewing this guy through that are different than mine?
1: Because, well, on, oh, I'm sorry. Go, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think just honestly, just what happened was that he was right there. And then those three guys in the SWAT team uniforms got on the roster. Um Yep. And that just, you know, and that just kind of put an end to it. I mean, them, they kind of, those three guys, you know, Seth Dean and Roman showing up when they did I mean changed a lot I mean a lot of people's trajectories um it made CM Punk it, it made you know Vince and company feel like you know we don't we, you know we don't have to cater to that CM Punk guy anymore Yeah um it, it so it, it changed mm-hmm. Punk's trajectory it changed Dolph's trajectory um you know it people like Alberto Del Rio whose shit they were putting up with all the time you know, they didn't, you know, he didn't they didn't have to do that anymore with him. They didn't have to keep trying with Ryback anymore, right? I mean, it just, those, you know, the shield coming through the door just fundamentally changed a lot of things for a lot of people. And Dolph was one of those guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think that makes sense.
2: Ziggler was an honorable mention for me simply because as a newer fan, I I've seen that cash in hundreds of times. Yep. Um I've seen that cash in and then obviously the Miz's first one. Um yeah. those were my my two honorable mentions simply because as Rob put it, well, what did they do with it? Well they created a legacy because I see it every <clears throat>
0: six months, it seems like. Yeah. Um, yeah every about every ba- once or twice a year they wrap back around to the what if with Dolph Ziggler. Right. And then you know,
2: Angry Miz Girl, you know, that created a whole moment. And then yeah. we had uh, and then just the the whole cash in with Dolph was is awesome. And I had no stake in Dolph. I don't really care about Alberto Del Rio. Like, I have no stake in it. And I still watch it. And I go, this is real cool. Just the way he marches to the ring. He doesn't. He doesn't run down. He doesn't like sneak from behind. He's like, nope. I told you I'm gonna catch Did he did he call it ahead of time or did he just do it? And he just did
1: down? it that night. Yeah, yeah. they just okay. Did it.
2: But still, the way he just waltz down with uh, E and uh, AJ Lee um, and cashed it in and hit the zigzag and it, it's cool. It's a cool one. It is. It's a cool
0: moment, and the crowd's going nuts. Oh, yeah. The crowd, man, they the the pop for that was incredible. Yeah. Like just, just even to this day, it's incredible.
1: And unfortunately, that reaction led to them trying to make the Raw after WrestleMania a thing every year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that cuz that's when the money in the bank uh, would uh, yeah, that whole thing. So, Biggie, why did Biggie not make my list? When I was going through this list and I was thinking about things and I was thinking about why I chose who I chose, I also tried to look at this through the eyes of the imaginary casual fan. And I thought about Tina. And if I have to envision a casual fan, it would be my girlfriend Tina. She watches this over my shoulder once in a while. And she's got her wrestlers that she she loves Finn Balor, she likes this one, she likes that one. She likes Big E and everything around Big E carrying the briefcase was awesome. Like him, you know, teasing, like Rob said earlier, you know, tormenting Paul Heyman, teasing, is it going to be Brock? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be you? And, And he was just back and forth and it was awesome, absolutely awesome. And then came time for the cash-in. And Tina, this is one of the few times she was actually sitting down watching. Because um, she, she she got a kick out of Big E teasing and calling his shot the whole night. And then came time for the cash-in. Bob's wrestling the match before. He gets injured. And this is this was key for her. He, he hurt his knee in the, towards the end of the match. Wins the match. Big E comes out and is what could be considered a heel move. Picks the bones clean. On Bobby Lashley. Now, mind you, mind you, get out of the bubble, get out of the bubble, and view this through the eyes of someone who is not tied into the internet, who is not on Twitter, and who watches this stuff maybe once every couple of months. She's looking at that like that's crap because he was injured, and he came out and picked the bones. And Big E's supposed to be the good guy. Suddenly, Tina turns into a, a Bobby Lashley apologist. And she's probably <laughs> she's, she's <a> lastly <laughs> apologist, and she's like, oh, I feel bad for him. He hurt his knee, and Big E just came out. And that's such a cheap win. And so, so she went, dude, she got, like, shoot hot over it. It was funny. It actually really was funny. She was shoot hot over, the, over Big E winning. And, you know, for the next week he comes out and he does the, uh, you know, the promo on Raw, and she's sitting there saying, I still can't believe he won it. I don't like the way he won it. And she went on and on about this every time she oh. saw Big E with the belt. So when I I tried to look at that through a different set of optics, and when you look at it like that, I can see why some people had a problem with it. And and when I look at it, the way he cashed in was very much a heel cash in. You wait until somebody's hurt. and th- Now, mind you, keep in mind, he spent the whole night saying, look, whatever he- happens— I'm coming to get you.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he he didn't say like, you know, I am going to cash in on you after your match. Like with those words, like right. some guys, some faces have called their shots and messed up royally. But he said like, this is happening. This is yeah. going to happen. You need to be ready for it. This is happening. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I, I think it was a, but at the same time, I understand. I love that Tina has that perspective because it's like, yeah, guys, this is why faces behave like faces and heels behave like heels on WWE television. This is right. why Roman Reigns was never going to be a tweener. As much as I would like him to be this Batman antihero, he is
0: never going to be that because it's for kids and nanas. Right. As our friend Jay says yeah. every day, kids and nanas are the only ones who understand this. And so I really find and I do that sometimes I will sit back and just kind of if she manages to watch any of it with me or more importantly, if my daughter, because my daughter will sit and watch it with me. I watch for her reactions. And that's how I gauge how the average WWE fan would probably look at this. Now, us loving Big E and us and this podcast has been, you know, pining for Big E well before he even won the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, and, and we were absolutely devastated when he got injured When I look at it from somebody who's not on a podcast On Twitter, you know, 23 and a half hours a day On Facebook or any of that other stuff When you look at it from that perspective I can respect her um, the way she views it And look at it and in and, and her eyes Think that it, it was not as great a moment as we thought it was Because I thought it was incredible like, me personally, I watched it, and I laughed my ass off. As soon as it, you know, I, I'm like, oh, Bobby's got That's it. Here we go. And so. now I wouldn't reject one thing. She, yeah, go, go ahead, Rob.
1: Uh, and he was justified doing that to Bobby because Bobby had basically killed both of his boys.
0: And she hadn't watched that part. Oh, and that, that makes really good sense. And I tried to explain that to her. And she's, said, I don't care. He shouldn't have. Yeah. Should. If he was a real, if, if he was really as tough as he thinks he is, he would have waited until he was healthy and cashed oh, in. Dude. We're all was almost her exact like dude. She watches it the way you're supposed <laughs> to watch it.
1: True, true. Like
0: yeah. she really, she really watches wrestling the way you're supposed to. So I had to, I had, to, I had to, I was a lot
2: of fun. Even, with even still, with with faces cashing in <laughs> unannounced, I still look at it and go, "Them's the rules." that that's the rules of the briefcase and i'm not trying to tell tina she's wrong or anything
0: like that you're Honestly, telling you're telling me case. exactly what i told her i'm like right. that is the rules of engagement it's, with the briefcase it's not it's not against the rules he didn't break
2: any uh, he didn't even break any like in baseball or in like code of conduct or unspoken rules or anything like that like if uh if a uh, You know, if a Roman Reigns is the face in the Hell in a Cell match and he uses a kendo stick on anybody, I'm not gonna get mad on him, mad at him. But I I just love that that's how she looks at it, and that's why WWE books the way they do. That faces generally don't do that kind of stuff unless they have real justification and
0: things like that. Well, the best part was me trying to argue with her. I'm like, you do realize that Lashley's the bad guy, right? Well, you realize Lashley's an asshole here. She's like, like, I don't care. If Biggie was as <laughs> tough as he thinks he is, as he would have waited another day. I'm like, oh Jesus, you're, you're sneak attacking like, you're sneak attacking Darkseid or Lex, Lex Luthor or something. It's like, well, who cares? It's Lex Luthor. Pretty much. So yeah, I, that's I wanted to throw that out there. One, because I thought it was a funny story, and two, it's it, it gives people a little bit of perspective outside of your bubbles because we do tend to live inside a very weird bubble and we, we view it differently and so every now and then i like to peel that away and watch it through my daughter's eyes through my girlfriend's eyes and and she watches it when she watches it she watches it the way we're supposed to all watch it she does she definitely does so another funny story for you guys so i was this morning i got to work a little bit early so i was doing my research for the show and i was taking notes and everything and i was writing down my list So I wrote down my list and I folded it up and I put it in my pocket and I went to work and I I work in a medical facility and I had gotten a call from our surgical center and we had a patient that had surgery today that needed their eye drops called in. So I wrote all my shit down on a piece of paper. and I was like, okay, I got to get this patient's eye drops called in. And I went over and I found one of my my crew. I was like, look, I need you to do me a favor. Can you call this patient's drops in, pull out paper, hand it to her and she looks at it and she goes... CM Punk, Sheamus, like, God damn it, I gave you the wrong piece of paper. (laughs)
1: Because I
0: shoved the patient's name in the same pocket that I had my list for the money in the bank cash-ins. So I snatched it out of her hand and gave her the right paper and walked away. Oh, no. That's amazing. (laughs) That's how my day started today. (laughs) the, The look on her face was great, too, because I think she casually watches WWE. She, did, she looked at it and she went, CM Punk, she, and as soon as she got about halfway through Seamus, I realized what I did and I snatched it out of her hand.
2: Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: So and, and so DJ works at a local medical facility, everybody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I use
0: the proper terminology, pal. Yes. I work at a medical facility. Local medical facility. <laughs> Yeah. While, <laughs> while we're while we're on the subject of cash ins, Rob, how do you feel about money in the bank cash ins?
1: Um. Okay. Because I <laughs> I, I kind of hinted at this earlier. Because look, I'm not a big believer in, like, trying to turn somebody into a main eventer through you know through some magic bullet or plot device or whatever, um, or you know because. Every year we hear the same thing. We hear we, we heard at Money in the Bank time and we hear it at Royal Rumble time. People are always throwing out names of, you know, people who are kind of mid Carters or whatever. You know, oh Cesaro, or or this year was the really popular name I've heard for both the Royal Rumble and now is Liv Morgan, right? Well she should win, right? Um and to me, like, okay. To me, you get you get to the upper tier or whatever. You get there on your own.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes, they can. They can. They give you. They have to give you an opportunity to show what you can do against the top name person or in a big match or whatever. But if you're relying on like this one singular thing to convince people that you are a main eventer, then you probably aren't one. OK, at least that, that's the way I look at it, um, because I kind of equate it to what my dad used to always say about, you know, trying to borrow money. Right. He, and he he would always kind of repeat the cliche that I'm sure people have heard a million times that, well, if you're if the bank thinks you really need the money, they're not going to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> OK, um,
0: let me let me pause you there for a sec, Rob. Let me let me turn that on its ear a little bit because and I'm going to ask you this. You mentioned when you chose The Miz, you said The Miz was ascending, like he was on the rise. We have talked at great length about Liv Morgan on this show in the past. And uh, the very first time we talked about Liv Morgan, it was not complimentary for many of us. Most of us have changed our tune on Liv Morgan in the last three to six months. She's held her own in there with some top stars. Would you argue that she is on the ascent as a talent and that maybe not unlike the Miz, this is her trajectory into getting another shot back at the main event
1: um i think she's definitely well all right cause here's the thing with her all right she's definitely moved up from where she was two years ago even okay fair. um yes um the thing is well okay if you, if you had to book her in a match with title match with Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title right now. Who's winning? Oh, Bianca. Okay, if you send her over to SmackDown put her in there with Ronda, who's winning? Ronda. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, If Rhea beats Bianca at Money in the Bank and then Liv Morgan gets a match with Rhea, who's winning?
0: Rhea. I right. am inclined to say no, Rhea, I but say I can it. see yeah. a scenario yeah. where Liv Morgan beats
1: Rhea Ripley. I okay. can see that. Okay, beats her straight up. Not, not not shenanigans, not somebody interfering. Just straight up, yeah. Takes it to her and beats her.
2: Yes, be, maybe not the first match, but if they had a feud, she could win simply because of their history.
1: Okay, but well, first match then.
0: No, no, first match absolutely not.
1: Okay, um, the Morgan. Well, she already she lost to Becky twice already, and I don't think she would they would ever beat Becky the third time. Um, uh, I don't
0: know. Dana Brooke just beat Becky.
1: Well,
0: I mean, oh, yeah. oh, boy, that's a sore spot with some folks on the internet. And we, we can get to that
1: because, because, <laughs> well, because, I mean, um, well, and well, this actually just kind of plays into what I'm saying because, you know, me looking at the, the, the viewing numbers and everything, um, this idea that if you take a top person and then put them with a mid or lower level person, that that will somehow raise up the mid or lower level person. I've, again, I've never been a big believer in that. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of showing because these last couple of weeks when they've been putting Becky and Oscar with Dana doing this twenty four seven stuff, it it it's not really getting a whole lot.
0: Not getting any traction. Huh? Well,
1: I mean, it's doing okay. It makes I,
0: for fun TV, though. Yeah. Well, and that's like, what, it. Really does.
1: Yes, and well, that, well, that's why. And that's why you don't just you don't live and die by those numbers. But um, I just don't look. I'm look. Last year. Okay, last year. Nikki A.S.H., she wins the match. She cashes in the briefcase. And then the next week, for the next month, she's wearing the belt. But who looks like the champion? Yeah. Okay. Some okay. of it is
0: presentation. And I, I really don't think that her winning the Money in the Bank had anything to do about elevating her. Unfortunately, well, no. that ended up being a plot point to a much larger
1: story. Well, yeah, and ultimately, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the time, some people were thinking that it was. Uh, yeah. Well, that's and. what people need to realize that the uh
2: before anything, it's a plot device. It's right. not a springboard for your you know for Braun Breaker to become WWE champion. I mean, just look at the last look at the last couple of guys. Uh, Biggie, Rob uh, Rob put it perfectly with the Miz. Biggie was on the ascent anyway. This was just the final push. Uh, and then let's go back the Miz who's been with the company for for a second time, who's been with the company for about 40 billion years. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I don't even know if he did much before winning the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase in 2019. And then you have, go back further, you have two guys who might have been that little ascent, like, hey, we're pushing you up to the next level. Only problem is they failed their cash-ins, Braun and Baron Corbin. Yeah. So... And then before that, it's Dean Ambrose, already a main eventer at that point. Sheamus, yep. already a main eventer at that point. Seth Rollins on the ascent. Damian Sandow failed his cash in. Right. Randy Orton, well established by 2013. Dolph Ziggler might have been the last one that we were talking about then, the last one of like, hey, we're gonna try to elevate this guy. So that was in 2013. This is not an elevation device.
1: Right, and that's the thing, I, and I, that's my bigger point. It's not. It's not that, and. You know, too many times, you know, in in wrestling Twitter, we get these, you know, people treating these things like they're elevation devices, and they're not. I mean, you, okay, if if Liv Morgan is going to become, is going to win the women's championship within the next year, it's not going to be because it's not going to be because well, she won the briefcase, and that convinced everybody who was still doubting that she should be the, you know, on that level yeah she's gonna have to she's gonna have to just convince people that she's on and being on that is it's not just about how good you are either it's you got to be able to you know it's how you look standing next to the people who are already there
3: yeah
1: um you can be and look cesaro is great cesaro is awesome okay cesaro standing in the ring next to roman reigns looked less than yep Okay. Um
0: Yeah, in overall presentation, you're not wrong.
1: And and so that's the thing, it's not just about, you know, how good you are. I mean, you have to stand in the ring across from people who are already there. Um look as much well, of, and, and as much of a sore spot it was when Brock, you know, killed Kofi Kingston. I mean when they stood across the ring from each other, it was like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> it <was> like,
2: <laughs> it's like we we probably should be out of here in less than five minutes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um you know, and so you have to convince people that you're that without without you know getting the the, the plot device to to get you there, right. Or with, or, right? You know, and so I think that hoping that somebody who hasn't gotten there yet will get there via the plot device, I think you're you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment.
0: Yeah. Jason, what about you? What are your general thoughts on like the money in the bank cash-ins? I actually like uh,
2: that we've had a couple of failures in the last couple of years um, because it shouldn't be an absolutely positively guaranteed thing. Um, and I I like it. I feel like sometimes it comes about, like, you know, March or April, May rolls around and it's money in the bank time, and it's like, uh, okay, well, we have to pick a winner at this point, and we kind of don't have one. Um, So that's always tough. Uh, I wonder if it would be more beneficial to go back to the at WrestleMania model, or... To move it, I know they they basically tried to distance it as much as possible from the other big four. Uh, but I wonder actually if it would be beneficial to be. Uh, I know it's close to WrestleMania already, but even a backlash thing or whatever you want to call the show after, or some <clears> sort <throat> of SummerSlam backlash, just to kind of give the rest of the the calendar a little more pop. Yeah. Um, but overall, I like it as a gimmick because uh, the cash-ins are always fun um finding like new little f- things that people do with their cash ins and things like that um i like it overall i think sometimes it can be a little bit of a crutch or a nuisance where it's like oh yeah we've got the money in the bank floating around so we can't really tell that story because you know that guy would just cash in or yeah. um but it's just something you got to write around so yeah overall it's fun so and the latter <laughs> match is always a car crash so we yeah. love that yeah, I'm, but, go ahead, Rob. And
1: <clears throat> I'll well, get mine in. Okay, also thinking of you know Otis, right? Because it was, oh, yeah. it was fun and hilarious when Otis won the match. Right. right? But then immediately, then the next day, it's like, oh shit, Otis has the briefcase. <laughs> yeah. Like Otis isn't going to be world champion. What are we doing here, right?
0: Yeah, but you know what, Law and Otis was hilarious. Yes. Now that was-, that was a hilarious segment. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I. <clears throat> I've been hit or miss with the Money in the Bank match because sometimes with me, you get too many people in there and there's almost too much going on. I'm usually with ladder matches. I'm a bigger fan of one-on-one because I'm paying attention to what the guys are doing. And if there's just my ADHD kicks in and, you know, okay, I want to see what's Finn going to do next – but I've got AJ Styles over here, but I've got Baron Corbin there that I need to keep an eye on. So sometimes with my brain, there's just a little bit too much going on in these matches. And <clears throat> it's not that I don't enjoy them because, again, I who doesn't like a good car crash? But sometimes it gets a little distracting with watching the matches. I still enjoy them, but I, I would almost rather watch two guys or two girls in a good ladder match for either a title or you know, a briefcase or whatever the, you know, whatever the, uh, the grab the bag may be in the moment. Um, as far as the cash ins, I'm a big fan of the tease. Um, The I've got the belt, when am I going to do it? And, and what I because I like the story, I like the progression of the story. I like the, the okay, I've got the belt now, or I've got the briefcase. Now, what am I going to do? It's almost to me, it's like the king of the ring. That's what makes or breaks it um, is what you do between the time you take it off the ring to the time you cash it in. And I'm not always a big fan of same night cash-ins. However, I will wrap back around to something Rob said earlier tonight with Becky. It was, or not Becky, but uh, Bailey. It was absolutely the right call for her to cash in the same night. She had been stagnant. She had been just nowhere. And it, it was a shot in the arm that that girl needed. So uh, under those circumstances, I agree with it. But, in general, I'm a much bigger fan of the... As long as it doesn't take too long. And with the Seth Rollins thing, we were down to, like, two months left. And it's like, okay, when are they going to pull the trigger here? And then, like again, like Rob said, at WrestleMania, you're like, okay, they're going to do it tonight. So that's just kind of in general where I am with, uh, you know, the Money in the Bank match and then the cash-ins.
1: Yeah, okay, and... uh good How do you, ahead, T- how do you
0: guys feel... Uh, how do you guys feel about the current ambiguity of the of the briefcase? You mean like they they mentioned in the the promo for it that it's going to be lead to a WrestleMania main event? Is that what yeah. you Yeah. So they first,
2: <clears throat> just to catch the listener up, when they first 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 started hyping up Money in the Bank twenty twenty two, it was uh, on I believe on commentary and a couple of Facebook posts and whatnot, where it was the winner will get a wrestle for a contract for a WrestleMania match for the the their respective title. It was very very weirdly worded and then they've since been mum
0: on it. It's basically, "Oh, if you win it, you 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 have a championship shot." I think somebody made a mistake somewhere. I don't think they ever intended for that to be put out there as a WrestleMania shot. Um and if they did, I hope somebody tapped them on the shoulder real quick and said, wait a minute, Royal Rumble. Um, I, I'm much I'm a much bigger fan of the not knowing when they're gonna cash it in. Yeah, I agree. And, and maybe yeah, that's I just because think- I'm a creature of habit. I like my Royal like I loved since day one when they changed the Royal Rumble winner to getting a guaranteed shot at WrestleMania. That's my thing. Like every year, that's what I—that's what got me roped back into watching the Royal Rumble. Because for a while there, I was like checked out on Royal Rumbles. I was like, "eh, I'm not feeling the Royal Rumble match." But when that when they changed the stakes, I'm like, "Okay, now I got to watch."
2: When um, was it? I know in the beginning, a couple of times it was for the title, right? But when what, what was, was, that was it? At first, it was just bragging rights, wasn't it, Rob? Yeah,
1: yeah, For like the first two or three years, it was just they had to the match and.
0: Oh, uh, you win the Royal Rumble. And yeah, because Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the first one.
1: Right, and, then and Hacksaw
0: Jim Duggan ain't getting a world championship match.
1: No, and then uh, one year Hogan won it as champion. You know. Yes. Um, like he won it back to back years. Um,
0: yeah, I don't have the year pulled up when they started actually making it for something. I think um, it was but,
1: Yokozuna. I think was the first one. Okay. That was when that was well, That was the first one when. when where if you won, you got a title shot. The year before that, they had it for the title because the title was vacant.
0: Yeah, the title was vacant at the time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's so uh, that's when it, that. So for me now, the Royal Rumble is muy importante. Um. Because it's a, it's a guaranteed WrestleMania match. So I'm I'm not a big if they were even intending on making the Money in the Bank ladder match winner. Yeah, if that's the route they were going, not a big fan of
1: that. Yeah, well, I, I did not like that either. And now, honestly, I think. That was basically i think they were doing that with the intention of cody winning the match and then that would just be how he got his wrestlemania match um, yeah right but you know once cody was taken out of the equation then you know i think just go back to what he what it used to be
3: um yeah.
1: but of course then that doesn't well what i guess that doesn't speak to what was planned to happen on the women's side though because i don't know um yeah Well, you know, I think, no, I I didn't, I did not like that at all, that whole, because, save that, yeah, save that for the Royal Rumble, the, the, the briefcase is the just kind of to shake something up during the, the rest of the year. Yeah. It shouldn't, I mean...
0: Well, it it gives you some type of story coming out of SummerSlam because, much like after WrestleMania, you get that little lull, you get that doldrum in the post WrestleMania slump. You get a similar feeling right after SummerSlam. Like, there's all this build, all this hype going into SummerSlam. And then, like, the first 30 to 60 days after SummerSlam, there's a bit of a lull. So, if you've got somebody walking around with a money in the bank, you know, briefcase, at least you've got a solid story that people can follow.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, last year was the exception for SummerSlam, because, right? Because you know Brock and Becky came back that night. So, but usually, like you said, after SummerSlam, there is kind of September is traditionally in the wrestling business like kind of cooling off month, right? Um, but yeah, I was I was not for them making that into a WrestleMania thing. Um, save that for the Royal Rumble, and then whoever doesn't win the Royal Rumble, you got you know Elimination Chamber the next month or whatever. Uh, I would. I'd much rather stick with that than to, you know, have this thing settled this far out. I always think that's, it's, it's, it's it was not always a mistake, but a lot of times it is. Yeah. Well,
0: that was the other thing that caught me. I'm like, okay, money in the bank is literally like the first weekend in July. WrestleMania was just like, Two and a half months ago It make people wait 10 months Like let's say Cody doesn't get injured And Cody You know Cody wins the money In the bank ladder match and it guarantees him a match At the next year's Wrestlemania Like are we going to Can you sustain 10 months worth of Deviations and side quests And side roads And keep people's attention for that long Even as hot as Cody is right now I, I don't think you keep people's attention that long for it. I mean, unless you put the the briefcase itself becomes like like that that is on the line in some matches where it matters, maybe. Yeah. but I can't see them dragging out ten months of Cody won, you know, the money in the bank ladder match, and you know in in ten months, in ten months, because a lot can happen in ten months. They can completely. I don't think they will, but they could completely shit the bed on Cody Rhodes in 10 months. And the yeah. fans don't give a damn. So, they shit the bed on Roman Reigns in 10 months. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: It, that's that's an awful long game to play with the Money in the Bank briefcase. So, I really think somebody just made a mistake in production or in how that was written. I don't think that was the actual intention in the moment. If it was, it was kind of dumb. Just my opinion. Yeah.
1: Same here. Um, yeah, it's just, it's too long to have to hold out for that. And now, look, now in the past, now there are times where you can tease what's coming a year out. Yeah. But you don't, like, for example, like, at, you know, WrestleMania 4, Randy Savage wins the tournament. And the final shot is, you know, Hogan handing him the belt and them celebrating together. And you, I mean, and then, you know, again, that's just foreshadowing they didn't tell you that it was coming though, but yeah. you could, you could look at that shot it, at the closing shot and figure out that, okay, you know, somewhere month, down the
0: line or next you know,
1: year, this is going to be next year. Um, or, you know, you can, or you could see that the kind of trajectory that Hogan and the ultimate warrior were, were going right. Leading, leading, you know, that that was going to be the match at WrestleMania. You could, you could have seen that the kind of months out that that's, that yeah, was but they headed.
0: teased that at the Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, exactly, and um, and so you, I mean, so you could, I mean, you could see that, you know, months out. But they didn't, you know, but they didn't hit you over it. They didn't say, okay, well, the, that's that's when the match is happening, you know. Yeah. uh So you, I mean, you can do that. Um, and even I'm now, now like in hindsight, you know, when Brock came out at the end of SummerSlam, I mean, last year like that wasn't just going to be the have a magic crown jewel. Right. I mean, right. You no, know, I mean, you know, so you can, you can, you can foreshadow things and you can tease things and all of that, but you shouldn't come out and make it official that it's going, that it's, you know, this far out that is going to happen at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That's you way
0: That's way too far out for that big of a story.
1: Yeah, it it is. I mean, and um, although I mean, I think it's a pretty safe bet now that Seth and Cody is going to be a WrestleMania match next year. I mean, because I mean, the story is right there. And, you
0: think it'll be Seth and Cody, or you think uh, Cody comes back and wins the Royal Rumble? They're saying Cody will be out for nine months, which think, means he'll be back at the Rumble.
1: I think he comes back at the Royal Rumble, and I think, I think, some kind of way they split those titles off. They split the world title off of Roman some kind of way.
0: And he gets it
1: off the set at mania. Yes. Um that's, okay. not, that's what I think what happens. Uh, yeah,
2: I think I, I think that's good that's actually what it's gonna end up being that the money
1: in the bank briefcase
2: is gonna be for only one belt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. and um because now I don't no I don't think that was always the idea. I think you know originally I think that they were just gonna I think the hell in the cell thing was gonna be the end of it for Seth and Cody, but then the way things transpired and then you know, then they had Seth put him out of action, you know, the next night. Um now, I mean that you set the table now for Cody to come back and to, to want to get revenge on Seth Rollins. Yeah. Well and and you,
2: you you need approximately one ounce of effort to reignite that feud. Just have one of them and eliminate the other one from the rumble. Boom, you're back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then and then Seth wins the championship at some point, you know. Yep. And then there you go. And because I mean if, you do i mean you're going to have them have another match on a pay-per-view need, now you've already had 3 matches on pay-per-view if they're going to do a fourth one between them on a pay-per-view then it needs to be for something other than just you know fighting words or whatever nah. yeah um, and,
0: and that gets Seth the one thing that has eluded him thus far in his WWE career is a WrestleMania main event match
3: yeah
0: he has sure. not had his own well, WrestleMania main event match WrestleMania Thirty One. That was not his match. He said this. He on the made Skull it his match. He said this on the Broken Skull Sessions. He's like, because no, he was I talking don't. about when the women main evented a few years back. He's like, you know, I'm watching my girlfriend, and, and I'm proud of my girlfriend for having this moment and being able to main event WrestleMania. He's like, but as a performer, yeah, there's a bit of com- there's a bit of com- competitiveness going on there. There's a bit of jealousy. You know, I'm watching her do it, and I haven't gotten to do it. He doesn't count uh, Thirty One.
1: Well, that's like, I mean, Charlotte no, doesn't... I,
2: I mean, I get it. I yeah. get not counting it, but it's still funny. Like,
1: he made his own main
3: event.
2: <laughs> he yeah. did.
1: But it's just like, I mean, Charlotte always wanted to wrestle Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, and she doesn't really count WrestleMania 35. Right. Um, and rightfully
0: so. That's not a one-on-one match.
1: No, that, that right. That's yeah. not what she wanted. That's not what she's been, you know, going for her whole career. Um, yeah. But she's been going for her whole career with WrestleMania 38. Um, and... So it's the same type of thing. I mean, yes, Seth was in the main event at 31, but it, you know, for him, that's not his. Right. right.
0: Uh, right. Well. All right. So we are talking all things money in the bank tonight. As we get a little closer to the actual show, we'll talk the, the specific show itself and, you know, give our predictions on that in a couple of weeks. Want to handle one more quick piece of business before we call the go home spot. Uh, the big news breaking out this week, uh, Jeff Hardy, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole that I think a lot of other podcasters will. uh, A lot of other, you know, people in think tanks and writing up blogs and everything like that are. I'm going to keep it very simple for my part. I hope Jeff Hardy gets the help he needs. Obviously, the guy has been struggling for a long time. I've been a fan of his for a very long time. I have my opinions about how he left WWE. I'll keep them to myself. That's not important. What's important is that Jeff gets the help he needs, and I, I, I truly hope that for him, and I hope the best. I don't, I don't want to see this end tragically for him or anyone else. Yeah, man, just
2: get, get well. I mean, this it's amazing that you keep having these experiences, and nothing truly bad happens. Um, and it's also. My two cents. It's time to stop dangling the carrot of oh, if you go to rehab, you can come back and wrestle. No, it's dude. Sorry, wrestling you, you, is you, the you, last. You we figure, said the same
0: thing about Moxley. Yeah, figure yourself out. Well, yep. Don't even think about this wrestling thing right now.
1: Nope. We're, yeah. So. Um, man, because it's because yeah, obviously, continuing to wrestle is not doing is not you know doing right for him um because you know because sometimes you think about well I right, well if you take the thing away that they really live for then he's going to be stuck at home doing nothing that just might make him act worse um but in this case you know continuing to wrestle and doing the wrestling thing is not being it's it's not being the kind of stabilizing force that you would hope it would be you know um Cause that's the only reason to, to let him keep wrestling is, is if it's, is it, it serves as some type of stabilizing thing to keep him on track. And clearly it's not.
3: Right. Um,
1: so it's not doing, it's not serving him any purpose. It's, it's not helping him. It's not any type of calming thing in his life. Um, And so now everybody from his, you know, his, his brother, to you know everyone who employs him who everyone who books him to do shows and to fans we all need to everyone needs to collectively just say okay dude no um because being out there is not helping him it's, right. it's not it's not helping this situation and at this point i don't know what i don't know how he gets himself together because he's been to rehab a bunch of times he's gotten cleaned a bunch of times and he's fallen off the wagon again um so at this point i don't know i mean yeah. i think the cl- <clears throat> um and i mean the closest we saw to him being on any type of you know clean path was maybe last year when you know when and it's pretty clear that what whatever type of regimented you know lifestyle he had to lead to stay in wwe it's pretty clear that he he was not here for that um yeah so at this point i don't know i mean we we again we hope and pray for the best that he finds some type of lasting sobriety and that it's pretty clear that that is not going to come while he through being a wrestler and, and, and just, and, you know, and we, as fans, we gotta, you know, we gotta let some of these people go, man. I mean, in other words, I mean, like, stop, stop asking them, you know, stop patting them on the back to keep going out there and killing themselves. Basically. Yeah. don't, Don't
0: ask them for more when they, when they need to give to themselves, they don't need to give to you right now. That's, That's us being selfish as fans.
1: It is. And, you know, because, you know, and because we know, all right, they're not going to stop themselves.
0: No, I I can tell you it's a drug. Like I said, I did this shit for two years. I saw a lot of guys and, you know, saw some things and it's it's a drug. They get addicted to performing. And it's just one of those. And this is goes back to what we were talking about last week with injuries <clears throat> excuse me, why these guys will go out at broken, you know, with separated shoulders, with torn pecs, with blown out knees, with broken, you know, fingers, toes, arms, legs. It's it's why they do it because it's, it's addicting. They're addicted to the rush of being out there. And then the fans feed that frenzy. And they're like, you know, I got to do it for the fans. I mean, Rob, you told a story one time and actually I think I we may have pulled that off the internet. Mick Foley wrestled in Japan one time and they had to wheel him in a wheelchair into the building. Now he managed to pull himself together enough for the match. But yeah. it, it's an unhealthy mentality and uh, like you said in closing on that, I just I hope Jeff finds the peace he deserves and, and gets the help he needs.
1: Yep. Yeah, and, so, that, and there's no, there's no, and cause, yeah, there's just, it, there's no point in going into all the other stuff because
0: yeah, like I said, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm not. Yeah. there's a whole discussion towards a whole faction of fans that could be had. Not going to do that. That's not what this is about, and it's really not that important.
1: No, it isn't. So, yeah. so Jeff, we, we hope we we really want we want you to just get right, man. That's that's it.
0: Yeah. That's it. So. On that note, I want to thank you guys all for listening and coming back every week and joining and spending a little bit of time with us here talking some wrestling. Uh, This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Again, I am your host, DJ. I want to thank my co-hosts, Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Always awesome having you on, sir. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. And from the Rob the Genius Podcast, the Minister of Truth, Mr. Rob, always a pleasure, my friend.
1: And a pleasure is all mine. Thank you very much once again
0: all right you know the you know the catchphrase if you've been listening long enough you can call it pro wrestling you can call it sports entertainment you can call it whatever you want just call it in the ring we're out till next week